I will tell you that GOW is the best interview podcast radio show in the world. Like, I would do this with you guys all day long. And you know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, you are truly the 29-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the GOW's resident tribal chief. And with me today, we got a special guest. He is a former Impact, excuse me, Impact World Champion. He's a former Impact X Division Champion, former Tag Team Champion, as well as former NXT member as well. We got wrestling legend, Impact Wrestling star, Eric Young in the building. Brother, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. You catch your breath, all my all my accolades there. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> all right, so e- EY, man. So look, got yeah. a lot I want to talk to you about. We just came off the uh, against all odds pay per view. Uh, tonight we have uh, night one of the Derby City Rumble as well, in which your your stable mates be doing action tomorrow against the Motor City Machine Guns. But before we talk about all that, first of all, first things first, how are you doing today, brother? It's early. Yeah, I mean it's it's early enough. Yeah, I've been up for for a while actually. I'm a, usually get up pretty early, depending on what time I go to bed, which is usually late. Uh, I'm rotten at sleeping, so I'm, I don't I don't bother with it as much as I can can avoid it. About four hours last night, and that's typical. Ready to take on the world, buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, no, let's get right into it. So tonight, Louisville, Kentucky, at Old Forest's Paris Town Hall, we got the Derby City Rumble, night one tonight. And, of course, your guys tomorrow, they're going up against Alex Shelley and uh, Chris Saban and Motor City Machine Guns. But the last couple of weeks, we've seen a little bit of tension, you know, with, with the group. Can we expect EY to be ringside tomorrow? Yeah, I, I kind of haven't made my mind up on that. You know, we're, we're in a real weird place uh, for the three of us. Um, I feel like you know we've lost some of our momentum for sure. Um, I, I do believe that the three of us are the right people to get this thing done. Uh, you know, and I said this to the Briscoes. The Briscoes are brothers by circumstance. Right. Joe Doring and Diener and me, we're brothers by choice. You know, yes. and to me, that's a much more powerful bond. You know, one that was created from the ground up. It's a much right. more powerful bond, and that's how we look at it. You know, these are guys that I've known for over twenty years. Um, people that I trust, people that I know can do special things. And I, I think maybe that's just not happening for us right now. But come tomorrow, uh, I'm sure we'll talk before then and figure something out. Or, or maybe we don't. You know, I I, I don't know. Right now, it, uh, I'm obviously I'm on a media tour away from them. Yeah. So they keep calling me, but I'm too busy to be bothered right now. And we'll just deal with this when I get there tomorrow. Well, speaking of brothers by choice, so you've been in many groups over the years, many factions, many stables. Uh, my question would be to you is how important is it for a wrestler such as yourself that's been around as long as you have to read the room, to know your audience, to know when things aren't working, to know when things are getting stale, and how important is it to always develop your character to maintain longevity in the business? Yeah, for me, that's life in pro wrestling. You know, if you want to stick around and you know, you don't want to be um, the guy that's there for a cup of coffee. You need to learn to adapt and to change and to tweak and to reevaluate and whatever you want to call it. You know, it's uh, I heard this uh, Terry Funk interview when I was, man, I was probably 16, 17, maybe. And uh, they're interviewing him. He's about to be in the main event for ECW uh, at their first pay-per-view. Um, 
that they're going to have on TV shooting it at the arena. And it's him and Stevie Richards and Sandman in a three-way, three-way ladder match, I think. And they're saying, like, how is Terry Funk? The question was, how how is Terry Funk still relevant? He said, Terry Funk is always going to be Terry Funk. I can't change that. But what I can change is the things that I do and how Terry Funk changes with wrestling. Because wrestling is going to be different when we wake up tomorrow. And the day after that and the day after that. And it, I don't know, man, it was prolific in my brain just it's something that sat there i can still hear his voice i can still see him sitting there in the chair uh giving the answers and uh that's you know 27 years ago and it's still a very vivid memory for me and that's how i've kind of always approached it ever since you know things are going to change and you're going to sometimes you're going to get saddled with something that you don't really want to do but for me well if you can prove that you can do the thing that you don't want to do what are you going to be able to do when you're given the thing that you want to do, you know, Absolutely. and that's how, how I've always approached it. I, I'd never done any comedy wrestling anywhere in my life, in my career before I got to TNA. And they right. said, well, we, we want you to do this thing where you're kind of paranoid and kind of funny and we'll put you some vignettes. I'm like, yeah, perfect. I didn't know if I could do it, but I just right. said, yeah, I can do it. And away we went. I did that for nine years. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's a cool thing. And I think it's, it's, it's a massive part of staying relevant in wrestling and, and staying, you know, employed and being on TV. And, and uh, if you think it's getting stale, it's probably already stale if you think it is. So it's right. time to change and, and move and manipulate and, and do whatever it is to, to stay current. Speaking of being able to stay current and stay relevant, and like you said, you know, you've never done any comedy wrestling. Then you came to TNA, you had the paranoia gimmick, which you were really good at. You really played into it. How hard is it not to get pigeonholed or typecast into a specific gimmick? Because you see guys and girls who they're so good at a gimmick, and it's like, damn, it's it's, it's hard to see them. It's like an actor, right? You used yeah. to see an actor in a certain type of movie, and then when they try to do a different style of movie, it just doesn't work. Uh, how are you able to go from such a silly gimmick and then still be taken seriously in the current role you're in now? Is, is yeah. it like a mental adjustment as well? I, I think for sure there is. And I don't think everybody can do it. I think one of the reasons why I've been able to have a job for so long is I am able to do it. And it's not that I think I'm able to do it. I've done it, you know, six, seven, 10, 12 times over the yeah. last 20 some odd years. So if it wasn't something that I knew that I could do, um, but it revealed itself as we went, you know, like switching from, you know, the happy-go-lucky guy that's scared of everything that everyone likes and is everybody's buddy into, you know, this kind of mean, um, you know, foreign group leader and then switching from that to the band and tagging with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, like these guys ooze coolness and I can't just show up and be like, Oh, Hey, hey I'm with these guys too. So, right. you know, it's, there's things that you need to do. You know, I mean, these are, are measures you need to make. And in wrestling, it's like I was saying earlier, every second of your TV time is an opportunity to tell your story, whatever that story is. And that's in the way you talk. That's the way you use your eyes. That's the way you stand, the way you move your hands, how you get in and out of the ring, the clothes you wear, the gimmicks you wear, the boots you wear, how you enter the ring, how you exit the ring, the moves you do, how you move in the ring, how you climb the ropes. Those are all tools for me to tell my story, trying to convince the people that are watching that I'm this thing or I'm that thing or I'm this kind of person or I'm that kind of person. And if you're not working on those things, People get lost and they don't understand. You know, all of that stuff is 10 times more important than the the moves that we're doing. The moves are a tool. It's a tool to tell the story. And if you're doing, if you're, you know, like right now, I'm Eric Young and my finish is the pile driver. 
right. 16 years ago, the WWF at the time banned the pile driver and said, yeah. no one's allowed to do it because it's too dangerous. I was like, well, I'm done. There's no right. better finisher in the world. The biggest company in the world just said they're, they're top of the line. Number one athletes in the sport aren't allowed to do it because it's dangerous. And I switched to it from that day and still use it to this day. And for me, Eric Young, he doesn't want to beat you. He, he wants to hurt you. He wants to injure you. And in everything I do and, and every move I make in a ring and everything I do, I'm telling that story or trying to tell that story. So I don't seem like everybody else. I can't be screaming and yelling. I'm going to do this and I'm violent and I'm going to break your neck. And I get in the ring and start doing flying head scissors. Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense. That's a disconnect. So, um, I'm a big believer in that, and uh, it's a rule that I have set at my wrestling school. It's a it's a rule I say at seminars, and if I'm guys are asking for my advice, I say do it because you should, not because you can. There's lots of things that I can do that people haven't seen me do in ten years because it doesn't make sense. So I do the things that I believe I should do because I should do them. It's funny you said that because you talk about the artist storytelling, and like I said, you've pretty much been in since the inception of Impact, damn near. So you've come into where you know we've come from very serious and over the top characters from the Attitude Era part of wrestling to even now. But the thing that you said, there's a disconnect, right? Because you we, traditionally you're taught that baby faces have this move set, the bad guys have this move set, and it's it was at one point generally looked down upon for the, the bad guys, quote unquote, to do all the cool spots, right? It was more methodical. And then you would say the coolest spots for the baby faces. How important for you is it to maintain that integrity of proper heel versus baby face character and storytelling? Yeah, I think, I mean, if you watch the last five years, all the really good memorable matches, they're kind of following a version of those rules. The reality is, is, is wrestling has evolved into something else. And, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just, it's just different. You know, um, right. I think too much goes on. Uh, I think we throw away things and, and do things for the sake of, Hey, I I'm an athlete and I can do them. So yeah. I'm going to do them. And I think the problem with that is an average person, you know, and even a diehard wrestling fan has a hard time digesting all that. They have a hard time keeping up and they don't, they're not given time to appreciate this super cool or super dangerous or super athletic thing because yeah. they're off to doing the next thing right away. So, it, you know, and I, I was guilty of it as well when I was younger and it's, this isn't like an old guy on the pulpit and no, don't do this and don't do that. I, that's what wrestling is now. I mean, you better be right. athletic and you better, you better able to be able to keep pace or it'll eat you alive. Um, but I think there's a, a, a much smarter way about going about it. And I'm allowed to do it that way at impact and people seem to be enjoying it. And the staff seems to be enjoying it. And I can tell you that I'm enjoying it. So yeah, I, I I'm always trying to, you know, bend the rules a bit because that's what wrestling is. You know, you've got to bend the rules some and, and do things that maybe you shouldn't do and, and pick your spots. But I think, um, kind of the storytelling is not lost it's just a different kind of story and i feel yeah. we can do more emotional more real more gritty um more memorable stories by using yeah. other things than just the wrestling and that's what i think that's what tna or uh, that's what impact is trying to do and that's for sure what i'm trying to do because that's the wrestling that i believe in speaking of storytelling and, and, and telling your story you know you were in tna in the beginning you left for a while then you came back what have you learned about yourself, not only as a character, but as a person, you know, that time away that you spent and you came back? Uh, and how important is it for a talent if you don't necessarily feel appreciated or you feel like you want to explore other avenues to, you know, go out and better yourself and to potentially come back as a bigger star? How important is that? 
Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's all part of, of you know your individual journey. For me, um, you know, I would be a liar if I said I didn't want to work for the WWE, WWF. Um, that's what I grew up watching. I, but I mean, I consumed everything. You know, once TNA started, I was you know, getting as many of the pay-per-views as I can, reading about it, following online on, you know, learning about AJ Styles and learning about, you know, Christopher Daniels and James Storm and these people that, that I'd had no idea about and, uh, you know, leaving and going away. It's, it's, it's part of my journey. You know, it, it, I, I really, really enjoyed my time at NXT and I, I'm still friends with Hunter to this day. I wouldn't say that we're close, but we're very friendly and we, we talk still quite often. Um, a guy that, you know, gave me a lot of leeway, allowed me to do my thing my way. Um, most of Sanity came yeah. from me, the, you know, the music, the the look, the jackets, the entrance, you know, it was definitely collaborative with Wolf and Nikki and Damo as well, but I was the one really steering the ship. And I think, you know, that was how Hunter put me in that position because I have a ton of experience and I, it was a success. You know, we were tag team champs, uh, tag team of the year, match of the year like this we were one of the top acts in the entire company uh and then everyone knows what happened on the main roster it didn't go so well uh i don't regret that either um just a victim of circumstance i don't think it's anything personal um i think it's wrong i i, I went into his office and told him to his face that if you don't have five minutes for me to do something on your three-hour show then you failed yeah yeah I, I've done everything and I'm not maybe the best at any one of them, but I can do every single thing at a high level. You just got to tell me what you want me to do and I will do it better than you think I can. And uh, then I got fired. <laughs> so uh, it just, uh, I'm a believer in fate and I've got a tattooed on the underneath of my right arm. And uh, I don't believe in much, but that's what I believe in the most. And uh, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, man. Speaking of fate, you know, when you talk about, Impact, and we talk about TNA in the early years. You think of Jeff Jarrett, AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, of course, you, James Storm. What current male woman or both do you look at right now that's on the uptick? And you're like, you know what? This guy or this girl, she just got it. I see let's status potential. She or he keeps doing what they're doing right now. Who's that one person that EY sees that could be a future legend in this business? Uh, I mean, for right now on our roster i think a person that didn't really catch me by surprise i know about him because i was with him in nxt and i knew there was something there but yeah. i think steve macklin has really put it you know has really planted his yes. flag and yeah. i knew it was going to happen uh i know him very well we're very very good friends and you know there, there's definitely how he looks how he talks how he carries himself and, you know his matches and how physical he is he's you know he's the real deal man he's the real deal he's been the real deal for a long time he just like me was never given an opportunity to show that and that's the beauty of impact wrestling you, you know you get hired and scott demore and you know the writing team and anthem sports are going to figure out a way to, to put you in the best position to succeed that's that's what promoting is that's what writing is you know, it's not, here's my idea, do these things that I want to see. And that's how it works at the other place. You know, you're basically just fixing somebody else's mess every day uh, and impact. It's a much more collaborative effort. Everyone's pulling the rope in the right direction. You know, I, I feel like everyone is trying to have the best match or best segment possible. And in turn, that's making the company better. And that's, that's how we all do better 
collectively is by getting the word out you know look, look at like we don't have the money and we the production value is not WWE. It co- that costs money to look like that you know I, I would love for our show to look like that but the reality is, is it cost you know millions of dollars and that anthem sports just doesn't have but i think we go with a, a grittier look and a more uh down-to-earth look and and it's it's a look for a pro wrestling show we're not trying to make yeah. uh a television show we're making a wrestling show you know, and there's a difference in my opinion. And if you're a wrestling fan, I think you agree with me. You know, yeah, you don't want to see a television show. You want to see a professional wrestling show. So, and that's what Impact is doing. It's it's written by wrestlers and fans for wrestlers and fans. And uh, I think they're nailing it, man. There's something on every show for everybody. And it's, it's funny you said that because, you know, me and, and normally I have my call or something, but we say that a lot. You know, we feel like, uh, and not to talk too much about it, but we feel like WWE is a is a television show with the wrestling, whereas you got, you know, the AEW. So you got the Impacts, which is a wrestling show. Um, but speaking of Scott Demore, how instrumental has Scott Demore, because the Impacts had plenty of regime changes. How instrumental mm-hmm. has Scott Demore and Gail Kim been as far as, you know, this rejuvenation of sorts for Impact Wrestling? And what do you think is the key for Impact staying relevant, even when it went through its laws, it's back on the uptick, and it's always been right there with WWE. Yeah, it's, uh, for me, it, it, you know, Scott has created something very special here. And like I said, it, it's part of it is the simple fact of hiring the right people and, and hiring the people that are good, that he knows have something to give, and then putting in them in position to show that thing whatever that thing is you know there's not one way to do it in wrestling there's not one way to get over there's not one kind of character there's not one kind of storyline it's uh it's a variety of those things and we've got tons of different ways of coming at you pro wrestling wise and, and that's you know and that's what he's doing we're, we're they're constantly trying to figure out how, to, how do we get into a bigger building and how do we get more people in here and how do we get more viewership and how do we you know get on more tv channels and how do we get overseas and how do we get back on tv in the uk these this is you know scott does not sleep i promise you he, and he's doing it because he loves this company and he loves the people that follow this company. He is a tireless worker. Um, Anthem Sports is an excellent partner and they just kind of step back and say, we we'll take care of the business end and you guys do the pro wrestling and that's what it should be. And uh, it, it's, it's a really, really good team, a really, really interesting time to be there and seeing it grow is not growing by leaps and bounds, but you know, micro changes it seems every week every week every week we're marching in the right direction and that's a that's a fun thing to be part of man it, it's uh it's, it's exciting like you never know you know tomorrow we could announce a new tv deal and all of a sudden we're in five million more homes in the united states so that's something that's constantly being worked on um the wrestlers themselves i mean i can only speak for me but i don't concern yeah. myself with that too much i concern myself with what i'm given and i try to make it the best that i possibly can no matter what it is well, absolutely. Like I said, you know, you guys, especially for you guys to be on a smaller uh, channel like Access and to still, like I said, be relevant, to still be out here doing numbers on these pay-per-views top to bottom. Uh, I was at my first Impact pay-per-view, Hard to Kill, back in January. And it was wow. amazing, man, just to see, like, in person, the crowd response, because it's not a big crowd, it's a more intimate setting. But you would yep. never notice when you're sitting there, you're listening, the crowd is going crazy. And that's yep. a testament to you guys, you, you women, and everybody that's putting in the work. Uh, but really quick, because I know we got to wrap up. So tonight and tomorrow, we have the Derby City Rumble, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Old Forest's Paris Town Hall. We also have emergence coming up. And then shortly after in October, we're going to be on our way on the road to Bound for Glory. EY, man. Okay. 
So we got all the preliminaries out the way. Social medias, where can people find you? And how can people tune into the Derby City Rumble? Where can we get tickets? Yeah, it's uh, the Eric Young. Uh, Instagram is the Eric Young IG. If you send me a message and I, and I don't see it, it's nothing personal. I just, I'm one of the busiest human beings on earth and I've got 600,000 followers and it's hard <laughs> to keep up with it all. And I'm not, I try to be off it as much as possible because it's, it's a dark, dark place sometimes. So I don't be, I'm going to try not to be bothered with it as much. It's an amazing tool and an amazing way to connect with people that are watching and consuming your things and are, are supportive. And I do it as much as I can, but it, it can be, it can be draining, you know, it can be yeah. draining and flying here and flying there. And I go to Germany next week and I'll be on a plane for, you know, in the course of five days, 26 something hours on plane. So I don't have a ton of time to be scrolling and, and uh, <laughs> responding to everybody. So if you send me a thing, I'll get to it eventually. Or if, and if I don't, it's nothing personal. Come to a show, talk to me there. I'll, I'll chit chat with almost anybody. So yeah. And, and uh, I know you can do the, the fight TV way for emergence. If you're in the Chicago area or, or anywhere close, come down it's in a real the cicero stadium is a really cool place to see a show like you were saying it's not these huge buildings it's small it's intimate they pack you guys in there on top of each other the atmosphere everywhere we go the atmospheres are always cool you know there's not twenty thousand people but it's people that are passionate about wrestling passionate about the impact product and passionate about being there and supporting it and you can feel it man and when we feel that energy we you know it, it makes us it makes us perform at an even higher level so it's a like i said it's a drug that just can't be replaced not, i can't i can't get enough of it well i'm not a pro wrestler but i'm sure you guys would have five or six hundred hardcore screaming fans as opposed to fifteen thousand just sitting on their hands so yeah uh, but, but with that being said eric thank you so much for taking your time to join us like i said guys tomorrow we have the Derby City Rumble tonight as well, July 15th and the 16th. Go get the tickets. Go to Fight TV. Also, check this man out every Thursday on Access TV for Impact Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of the Generation Wrestling Podcast. I'm the franchise. He's Eric Young. We'll talk to you soon.